Shut up and sit down. Mad Get Radio episode number 31 for a quarantine special. We are joined by two lovely returning guests. We have Laura. Say hi, Laura. Hi. And we are joined by Jordan. Say hi, Jordan. Hi. And he is the Joe Exotic to my Carol Baskin. It's Paul. What's going on, guys? Everyone's good. Everyone's inside. Stay the fuck away from other people. You know who you are. Stop taking the piss. Tonight, we are going to... Try and break up the monotony of the lockdown, and we're going to give the people what they want. Last time around, we did a a widows episode that seemed to go down quite well, so we thought we'd bring the ladies back, have another chat, so see if there's been any. There was apparently eight percent of the uh, hobby population that Jordan didn't insult last time, so she's back to make amends. Love you. <laughs> So we've had uh, a number of questions submitted which we're going to go through and one of the segments is actually after 10 years and being on the show before and putting up with all this shit for many years, Jordan and I had our first ever Ninth Age game today. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that and we'll get Laura in because she's been subjected to it before as well. (laughs) And then the ladies have one or two questions for us as well so we're going to chat a bit about that. Um, But before we get into that, we're going to be very self-indulgent for a few moments and talk about the things we've been getting up to during the quarantine. So, Paul, have you been getting up to any hobby recently? Actually, very little, unfortunately, despite having all the time in the world to do shit. um, (laughs) We are currently in the process of moving house. So I have a very sad box with all my hobby stuff in it, all kind of tidied away that I can't do anything with. The hobby stuff was deemed not really critical to daily life and so it can be boxed up first. We talk about taste attention. <laughs> so yeah, not a lot of actual like painting or uh building of, of minis, but we've been on UB quite a lot, got quite a lot of games and which has been good. And yourself? Like so, I don't know the answer to this question. No, we'll probably we'll come back to this maybe, but um I've got a little bit of hobby done. <laughs> <laughs> I um did a bit of painting. I painted nine gas up, and I painted a new vampire, and done a wee bit, a few odd bits and pieces. I played maybe a handful of UB games. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, uh, we touch upon later. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know, bits and pieces working away. <laughs> Is this working from home though? It's bro. Yeah, I think when you. When you're doing a job that you can easily work from home, it just makes it worse. Yeah. Because there's just a lot of temptation. I know, we're sitting right next to each other as well, so we just bother each other all day. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, there was, there's been one or two bad days, but we've, yeah. been, we've been pretty alright. Yeah, largely. Yeah. What about you, Laura? Because are you still going in and out? Yeah, I'm still in maybe one to two days a week now. We can work from home, but um, when we're on duty, we need to be on site. Right. Um, so I'm fine if I have to go into work. If I have to be at home, I struggle. <laughs> you're like you're doing like a, a big person job. You're doing like a important thing. Hardly. <laughs> well, you work in the NHS. 
Well, <laughs> but for heroes. I'm not certainly not frontline. What about you, Paul? How you find it? I mean, part of me is like, I guess, like it's still adjusting. It's still kind of surreal right now. It's still a novelty. I don't think the lockdown's gone on that long yet for it to really have sunken in what's going on. Like, I make a conscious effort not to listen to the news all day long. Mm-hmm. Like, I check my phone in the morning and then I check it again at night and then that's it. And again, because I can work from home quite easily, it's it doesn't actually feel all that disruptive. It's just really surreal right now. But um, we're, maybe talk about something that we've we've came up to to try and fill the time that people might be interested in uh, with regards to the Ninth Age campaign, uh, which we've we've kicked off in the last couple of weeks. So that's certainly been good as a, a good distraction. This has been part of a carefully constructed PR campaign by Paul and I because I went on Armour Time last week, gave a little snippet there, get the people <laughs> riled up, announce it on Madgate Radio. Mm-hmm. The forum goes wild. We had two post things. <laughs> Come on, Paul, we don't need to know this. You're killing us. Um, <laughs> so before we get into the questions themselves, um, as is Habit Market Radio, it is time once again to go down everyone's favourite salt mine. Woo-hoo! Yeah, baby. It's salt time. Hi guys, so this episode we have special visitors, so in order to fulfill idea thematic, I thought about throwing around about the widows and everything involving the surrounding and not letting the guys come out to play with us. So first of all, we are talking about partners girlfriends, wives, boyfriends, husbands, whatever, that they are already living with them together, most of most of them, especially in our group. And they are always, like, the guys are always, oh, no, I cannot go because I had to spend time with them because, oh, I, I already came out to play last weekend. Oh, come on, you're living, you're already living with them. Shut up! But let them come out to play. If it's not, uh, it's not always like, oh, we need to visit something. We we need to go to visit to to go to the castle or to go to shopping or blah 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 or the baby or look at the wall. Oh, come on! It's like they have free will. Let them come out to play. They want to come out to play with us. Also, of course, like. Every time they buy something or they are looking for to buy something, they start giving that stinky eye, like, what are you going to do? What, what did you buy? What are you going to buy? Why are you spending all that money there while they buy all the purses, shoes, stupid clothes, and stuff like that? Oh, come on. They also charge the others. They also charge us, like the friends that we are the nerds there. Oh, you're going to go? To play with those guys that they don't even know how to talk. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I cannot talk in English because I'm not English. Where the fuck? Huh? Huh? And then when they see all your armies, all your models, look, honey, look what I painted. Oh, that looks gross. You're playing vampires. They are disgusting. Or you're playing demons. Your your army choices are ugly, are disgusting. What are you doing? It's like, let them live. 
they have free will. It's like, have you ever seen how much, like the last week or the last two weeks, when Andrew, for example, was alone because Jordan wasn't there, he did tons of hobby, tons of hobby. And now the guy, the poor guy has to stay with her all while she's still working. And he has to be there with her pretending like, oh, honey, no, I care. I, I, I'm going to spend time with you. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I miss you. Oh, come on. You painted half your army and designed a campaign while you were alone. And yeah, it's like they don't think on the other poor single nerds that we are there in the world, that we want to play. We have nothing else to do than go out to play with these guys, that they are already in a relationship. These ladies are disgusting. So, Martin this week is um, very salty about the fact that the... How can I put this politically? Um, the, the ladies use some of our time up. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> how do you... Jordan, you can start. How, how do dare we? <laughs> the fact that I use up some of your time. Yes. Hmm. I don't feel like I, as a person, use up some of your time. We spend time together as oh. a couple. Okay. So I don't use up your time. <laughs> I think you spend... I'm not the bad guy here. You're not <laughs> the bad guy here. Martin, I'm looking at you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I'm mostly kidding. But I don't feel like I interrupt your gaming time massively. I think I'm very lenient and I... I'm quite happy if you say, yeah, you, you, let's play a game or I want to play a game with Fraz tonight or Martin tonight or Paul tonight or something. That's fine. Last night, Andrew played for seven, eh, for five hours. Five hours. Eh, four and a bit. Seven o'clock. <laughs> we got to watch, we, we were going to watch Lord of the Rings, but we didn't because it was so late and you finished at quarter to twelve. It wasn't quarter to twelve, was it? No, it was half eleven. No, it was quarter to twelve. <laughs> <laughs> it was quarter to twelve. That was half eleven. Because Martin did a salt mine. Can you I feel your pain, Jordan. You can, pre- can pretty much write off any day plan and in a game because it just disappears. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. But you've also played with Fraz mm-hmm. as well. And then we played a game today. So I feel like you've spent a lot of time doing your hobby. Like, in the working week. And then... We have the nights together, so I don't feel like. So but just to play uh, to play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. Martin says that you live with us, so really you get the lion's share of that time anyway. But I wouldn't if I was at work. This is true. So you think about how many evenings you've spent. Yeah, you could have spent your weekend evenings if you condensed them together, hobbying. Okay. So I would, yeah. Okay, Laura, would you like to? Yeah. <laughs> You can't say it like, oh yeah, you know, you're living with them as though oh, that that should be enough. You don't need to yes. see them any more than that, or like. But there's quite a different thing from like passing one another as you're coming and going from work and making dinner to actually spending some quality time, time with, yeah. with your half. I feel the same as you do, Jordan. I don't feel like I particularly tell Paul he can or cannot do anything with regards to his hobby. Um, but likewise, I don't feel like, as his wife, I should um, have 
could compete with this hobby for time. Absolutely. <laughs> Paul, you want to interject there at all? <laughs> Paul, no. Like, no I mean, no. I kind of feel like... Paul has left the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Martin's saying all this as an individual who is currently not only not in a relationship, and yeah. so I feel that he is inadvertent, well, not inadvertently, he is quite purposefully trying just to throw us under the bus here. <laughs> and anyone who has met Martin will attest that that is a strong likelihood. <laughs> Do you know what? Too much of a good thing is, is not a good thing. It's fucking fantastic. So, I'll be here. <laughs> no one has ever said too much money is a bad thing. So, <laughs> I mean, just for a little bit of background information, Resident Evil 4, was it Res 4? Babe, it's Resident Evil 3. Resident Evil 3. Clearly says that on the box. Okay, well, I didn't see the box. Res 3 came out yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And Andrew spent all day playing that. And then we had dinner. Actually, and then game you time spent... only records that I played three hours. And then you spent four and a half hours playing it. So I didn't see you yesterday at all. That's not true. I was sitting right there. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> You saw plenty of me, actually. But I didn't get to spend any time with you. But I don't feel like for you, it's a chore to spend time with me, and I would hate to. Of course, it's not. Well done. That's the right answer. See, fuck you, Martin. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, but I acknowledge that you have a hobby and you want to spend time. Oh, good answer. Doing. Yeah. Enough. No. (laughs) No kidding. I mean, someone might say that we're hobby heavy. Hobby obsessed. Um, Do you think it's an obsession? Hobby addicted. Uh, no, because that would have negative connotations. Like if you were addicted to it, I don't think you're. It's just something you enjoy doing, which is fine. And it's probably because I don't have a hobby that I enjoy as much as that that I have with a group of people, and so because I don't spend an awful lot of time doing one certain thing, I enjoy spending time with you, and you obviously oh. like. <laughs> but I try More not to be like that. Oh, please! I want to spend time with you. I'm so not like that. I'm like, no, no, yeah, you can go do that. That's cool. You are actually, you're very good. Because I quite like having more space to do more shit. But, <laughs> but I think if sorry, but right, if Martin was to get a partner, he'd be like, no, I'm sorry, I'm spending time with guys. You can go fuck yourself. Um, he probably would say so, just yeah, like that actually. <laughs> So I yeah. feel like you need to just wait and see until you come across that path and realise actually no I do want to split my time with two things or you just have to juggle it a bit more. Because yeah. we're fun too Martin! We're fun too! <laughs> we want to come out to play as well! Yeah! But not that game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So any anything else to add on the salt mine? <laughs> I love that it was just like, and the boys want to come out to play too! <laughs> <laughs> like, we're 12. Yeah, yeah. And we're their parents, yeah. like, which is so not the case. Yeah. We are not that in that role. No. You're old and ugly enough to make your own decisions about these things. And the right decision is to spend time with me, not Hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, anything you want to add there? Just- I mean, Laura's just like tanned her beer, so I feel like <laughs> I probably should just leave it there. <laughs> Man, wise, wise. What's that supposed to mean? Does, do, do people know Morse code? If I start tapping, then people will know, right? That's to send help. 
<laughs> okay, I mean, I should say, and Martin did say this, that he did that in jest and that he was joking. Um, he I was, know. He was I particularly know. scared of Jordan. I know he is. I'm sorry, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to eat you. It was beautiful. It was well done. I will say that. Right, it's we'll leave very the... Very salty. We'll leave very salty. <laughs> there was a few instances of salt today when we were playing. What? Oh, yeah, I know. I got into it. I had to bring myself back. There was a few failed casting attempts that drew your ire, shall we say. Yeah, it was my... What were my knights with the horses? The barrow knights. The barrow knights. They just kept... Doing nothing. Doing nothing. <laughs> do you want to talk about that just now? If you want to. Is that a good time? or? Yeah, do that and then we'll do the questions. Okay. So I'll, I'll introduce it because I was working on my computer and Andrew was watching, while I was working, was watching a YouTube video with a game that Fraz was playing with somebody. I was, I was watching the Proxy Table Gaming, shout out. There we go, there okay. Go. And I was just kind of watching that, trying to, I was procrastinating, I wasn't doing my work. And I kind of thought, oh, maybe it'd be quite fun if Andrew and I had a game. <laughs> and I broached it with you, and you tried to remain very calm and very collected. I was going to say, how excited did Andrew get as soon as you started <laughs> Wait, I was straight words. on eBay looking for an army for her. That would be a good idea. <laughs> well, in listening to the other podcast that we did over a year ago, Jordan was adamant she was like not interested in playing games. So, you know, that's uh -huh. You've, You've successfully worn her down over the last 12 months, Andrew. Yeah. Congratulations. Surprisingly <laughs> persistent. Let's see what this fucking shite is all about. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you were very excited about that. So, we set up a game and had a game today. We did. And I won! Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> get to the important facts first. Yeah, get to the important facts first. I won, and I'm horrifically competitive, and I'm very happy about that. So we played the uh, Quickstar quick rules. rules. Yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know, the Quickstar rules are essentially a slimmed-down version of the rules for ninth. So they are, they are designed to give people who are completely new to the hobby a way in, so they don't get overwhelmed by the complexity of the game because it is a uh, it is a really complex game yeah for sure so how did you find that jay how did you find the quick start i think it was good although there was a lot of things i wouldn't have been able to play it if you hadn't have, like talked me through the process step by step mm. there was lots of things that i just had no understanding of or no concept of Quick starter, not Kickstarter. Sorry. Oh, am I on Jordan's, the wrong thing? Jordan's furiously trying to look up the rules on her phone. <laughs> <laughs> I've typed in Kickstarter. It's because I wanted to find the what they were called. What? Quick the start. armies? No, like, all the things. Because, well, the thing that I found confusing, and I got it towards the end where you were like, right, your army's got this much resistance, and I've got this much agility, so I go first, and this much points, and then here, so that means you've got to get a four to do this. And I was like, okay, and then I've got this attack, and you've got this attack, so that means we're the same, so there's a four, and you've got to roll this. And I was like, okay. And towards the end, mm -hmm. I sort of managed to grasp the concept, and you were saying, right, so I'm a three and you're a four. What do we? What do you need to roll to make sure you land this hit or you wound? And I was like, okay. I know, I started talking to you like a child. You totally <laughs> did, but you needed to do that because it's quite complex. I, I don't complex. think I really appreciated how the complexity of like each step and all the different phases as well. So this yeah. is your charge phase first. Yep. And 
you can do this and you can do this. And I was like, I just want to shoot some folk. And then you chose vampires. You don't have any shooting attacks. I know, I know. <laughs> Still one though. <laughs> so just for some context, like, because there'll be a lot of people that are listening to this, and like myself included, who actually haven't used the quick starter rule set before. So, like, Andrew, for those of us who haven't, like, how does it compare to, like, playing a, re- a regular game? How simplified is it? So, I have to I have to commend the guys that wrote the quick starter rules, because they're, they're very intuitive once you get in. So, basically, there are pre-assigned lists, which are roughly 2,500 points, and most lists consist of either one or two characters, a couple units of infantry, and then one unit of special, which is normally five cavalry or like three monstrous infantry and that's mm-hmm. basically it and the you play on a smaller board so it's 36 inches by 24 roughly they suggested and the standard scenario is just hold the center but it's basically just how many units you have near the middle of the board at the end of the game and uh, strictly speaking the, the objective of the game is just to win the objective so it doesn't really matter how much you kill but because yeah. when John and I played this afternoon, we drew, but you'd killed more stuff, so mm-hmm. we said you won. But like the rules themselves, like they're totally slim back. So even things like so cavalry don't have in these rules. So you know okay. how you had your knights. Yes. So I charged you in the first turn with my yes. knights. So cavalry get a rule called swift stride. So they would roll three dice and they pick the two highest. Uh huh. Whereas I just rolled two. Okay. So that's a rule in the game that they don't have, and like in in the full game as well, your horses would get to attack. But in quick start, it's just the knights. Do the guys just jump off the horses, or what? Well, it's meant to simulate like the cavalry hitting each other. And... Oh, right, okay. okay. Yeah, the horses don't actually like, pick up gloves and start boxing each other. <laughs> 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 so there's, because there's very, there's very little in the way of special rules. So things like, so we played vampires against empire. Mm-hmm. So in the main rules, like ghouls have poison attacks. So that means that if they roll a six to hit, that causes an automatic wound. Oh, okay. What about the zombies? Because the zombies did nothing. The they zombies, kind of, like, babe, this about, is, this like, is my zombies. reality. <laughs> zombies never do anything. Ah, okay. Yeah. I just used them as like a blocking aid. Which is exactly how you meant to use them. Yeah. Yeah. When just we, water. Yeah, when we played, like, they just blocked my unit and allowed yeah. your ghouls to flank me. Yeah. Which is exactly how they're meant to play. So it is actually, because I was a little put off by it at first, because like, I think part of the appeal of the rule set is that it is complex, and it is like, yeah. you know how I describe it as like chess yeah. on steroids? Yes. It is kind of like that, and part of the appeal is the complexity, because it takes a long time to get good at the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is part of the appeal, so the quick start doesn't really sell the final product, mm-hmm. but... I think what it does do really well is it gives you that like foothold in it. Yeah, because I don't feel like I would ever be able to do a game that you do without having a foothold in what exactly. we played. Yeah. Because I need to understand every concept of it before I'm able to go on and yeah. do, or, or or before I'm able to go on and enjoy the complexity of something. Yeah. It's good to know. And especially if you've never played a war game before. I know, so I've never played a game like that. Yeah. Um, maybe we play board games and. Sporting kittens and, yeah. and stuff like that. And pandemic at the moment. And pa- we do play, but like pandemic's probably the most complicated board mm-hmm. game we've played. Mm-hmm. And even that is like nothing compared to me. Yeah, even the precision that was something that I was quite surprised at. You were like, oh, so he's 
um, he's got a foothold in rough terrain, so that means this. And I was like, oh, right, okay, okay. Yeah. And, yeah, there was lots of different factors. And, like, the movement thing factors. has to be wheels because you're in formation. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Um, and they've got set number of ranks, and you get this because they've got a full... Is that a thing? Yeah, the rank bonus. Yeah, yeah, that was a thing. And then yeah. it up. No, okay. Yeah. It was good. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I do think that, actually, I realised while playing the game just how fucking complicated it is. Because things like armour saves... Like, I just, like, assume that's a basic concept of a game. So how did you describe that when you were playing it with me? Because there was a couple of things you were describing. So the AP, just, you weren't, that's, yeah, that's you were struggling to I was going to say AP. if it was AP, because you would just shoot out terms, and you'd be like, right, so I'm AP2, or I'm AP1, and then you're this, and that means this. And, oh, okay, yeah. fine. So that was quite complicated. So as well, I noticed as well, because I had to catch myself, that they've changed. So the, the you know, the start line we used? Yeah. That's like the modern stat line. So that's what we play now. But they actually changed that about a year ago. So there was a stat line before that. So like resistance used to be called toughness. Mm. So that's why I kept slipping in insane toughness when I meant resistance. Never even noticed. I, I had to catch myself sometimes. Cause, I'd be like, yeah, cool, my yeah, toughness yeah, cool, cool, that Yeah, makes, no bother. That makes sense. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um... But yeah, like I actually know. I don't know if you felt the same, Paul, when you guys played. But like I was explaining stuff, and I was like, "Fuck, this is actually really hard to explain because it's yeah, it's complex. It is. There's so many basic, so many intricate rules that you have to think about simultaneously. That it's not a particularly easy game to teach someone. So I think starting with a quick starter set is probably the best option. Like when we played, we just played a regular straight up game, mm-hmm. right. and I I can't remember if I. Try to simplify anything or not? You you did it. Certainly explained things to me, but like, just in the context of of doing it, like only so much would sink in. So I think by the end of it, I had picked up the rhythm of it and and had an idea of what yeah a, idea of the complexity of it. But um, I, I, so I suppose after doing it, I kind of started to appreciate just how much effort you would have to put in just to get to the stage where you could confidently play a game and feel like you had a handle on everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it just kind of pointed out to me how much effort yeah. it would take to feel like you you know you could legitimately go into a game thinking right I know what I'm doing yeah I, when most people start playing this game I can't think of a situation no one turns up to the club and with an army and says, right, I want to play, but I have no fucking idea what I'm about to do. They'll have spent time watching videos and reading books. Like, they'll have already put quite a lot of time Mm -hmm. into it. So, for us to try and teach someone this game from scratch is quite difficult for us, because we're probably not the best at it either. But that's good that you you enjoyed it. Was there anything about the game in particular that you enjoyed, Jordan? Um, attacking. <laughs> and, <laughs> and doing uh, magic. I like that a lot. Because so, I, I could remember like, that. Like I mm. got into a routine of rolling the dice and right, so what card is this? So I get this many dice, you get this many dice. Yeah. Okay, I need this for it to successfully cast. And so I remembered all that. I liked that. That was good fun because I nearly knocked out his wizard. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so again, but the magic phase has been simplified. You're right, okay. In the quick starter, so you know, so in, in the quick starter rules, there's only six cards, whereas in the main game there's eight. On the quick starter rules, it says like the active player will get say eight magic dice, and the reactive player gets five magic dice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In that the main game, six, you got that. Yeah, 
So in the main game, what you get is you get veil tokens. So you get magic dice where both players get that, and you get veil tokens. So say it was like five magic dice mm-hmm. and nine veil tokens. Mm-hmm. So certain characters like wizards in the game channel veil tokens. So you add all them together with the um, veil tokens on the card and you can generate more dice. So three veil tokens gets you one dice. And okay. that's how you get an advantage in the magic phase. So you had five dice and three another three additional dice because you had nine. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. So you, it would be eight against five. Oh, but you could okay. also, if you had like three wizards and they each channel one, you could get an additional dice. Okay. And you mm. can store veil tokens for the next phase. So that obviously that's... Yeah. That's a massive added layer of complexity on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's not easy. No. <laughs> no. And then there's army special rules where aspects of that will change. Like certain armies can change the conversion rate, so they can convert fewer veil tokens into more magic dice. And they have different bonuses. Like it is really complicated. So <laughs> heavy, right? It's, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's tough, but like. I guess like most people when they pick up this game, right, they do have a desire to play it for a particular reason and it may be more hobby driven, like they just love the models and they want to be able to play so they'll kind of, yeah. they'll deal with that level of complexity just to get over that hurdle and then other people just like the strategy aspect and they'll relish mm-hmm. learning these super complicated rules. Mm-hmm. So I guess ultimately if you want to play the game, you just, you just kind of have to do it, right? But it's good that you enjoyed it, you know, I didn't necessarily put you off so would you consider playing another quick starter game (laughs) (laughs) no yeah i think i think i would do it again okay tomorrow tomorrow no (laughs) (laughs) i'm making food tomorrow i'm cooking tomorrow okay yeah no i think i would play a game how was it from your perspective so how was it teaching me how to play i quite enjoyed it well because like it's you so (laughs) But and I was very good. You were actually you were very good. I could tell you were trying, and because there was a couple of times you got frustrated because you didn't understand. Yeah. And I knew that was because you were trying rather than because like you just didn't want to do it. But it it was actually like because it made me really realize how complex it Mm -hmm. is as a as a Mm -hmm. rule set, and that's where it slimmed down as well. Yeah. Yeah, because like like weapons do different stuff as well. So that was a whole that was a whole other thing that isn't touched upon in the. Kickstarter, yes, or the quick start, and then there's things like if you charge, you get plus one agility, which isn't in the quick start either. Yeah, see, and all these things, it's so I would find them really difficult to remember. Like, I've got good memory, but you were like, well, remembering he's got minus one this because of that spell that you cast. Yeah, and I'm like, right, okay, I just couldn't remember all that. And I'd like to have something to go by, so I kept continually checking the iPad and making sure yeah. everything was right, but it's a lot to remember. Um. I think if you like, we forget time and That's oh, yeah, a question. Yeah. Like, so you guys are playing like in tournaments or like at ATC, and you're playing somebody that you don't necessarily know very well. You know, like people can get things wrong because it's a mistake. But do you ever get the feeling that someone's just taking the piss, or uh, can there be bad feeling between people? Thinking, oh yeah, absolutely. That you know, happens. like is it? And and how do you approach that? Because you would have to be quite diplomatic about it, I yeah, suppose, in terms of... I mean, you have a coach at ETC, so normally what you would probably do at ETC, like if you were playing someone that you felt was taking the piss in some way, whether they were playing slowly on purpose, or if you felt like they weren't playing the game to a particularly high standard, like you would maybe just turn to your coach and be like, can you just watch 
for 10 minutes because I think this guy's not measuring properly or I think he's slow playing. Like, can you just watch? And then the, if there's an issue, like, within the ETC kind of atmosphere, it would be expected for then the coaches to get involved and have that discussion. And then they can bring over judges and say, look, this player's taking the piss. And then they would address it. That's probably the most formal that it ever gets. Like, normally if you're at a tournament and you are playing someone and they're a bit funny, you, you can kind of just, you know, try and speed them up if they're playing slowly or... It tends to be a lot more relaxed at regular tournaments. So you maybe just say to someone after the game, like maybe that if you, if you think they're genuinely like a problem, you would maybe say to like the the tournament organizer, oh, look, by the way, that guy, and maybe watch him just for whatever reason. But it does happen. But by and large, most people are, are fine. And once you get to know people as well, you can kind of realize that sometimes it's not them being a dick. It's just they're a very socially awkward person or it's just a mannerism that they have that you might be misreading. But it does happen. Like Tim literally lost his voice last year at ETC because he was complaining that much about the people that he was having to play. So it was incredibly frustrating for him, but also incredibly hilarious for everyone else because <laughs> he did sound like Beaker from the Muppets for like three Aww. days. He was obviously talking and because like at ETC everyone plays in English. Yeah. Because we're the most lazy of all countries. I know, it's so and, sad. Um, and embarrassing. So we were playing like, <laughs> uh, like we played like the UN, and the guy he was playing was Bell, I think. So Tim was standing there like with his kick. I'm gonna move out here. And the guy's obviously having to translate <laughs> oh. that in English, and he's like, what the f- oh, I don't know what you're saying. And he's like, I'm just moving back out here. <laughs> 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 so guys, can you help me? No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess part of it that like what gets you through as well is that when you get to like tournament level, it's unlikely that the person's brand new, so they've got a good understanding of the rules yeah. or as good as you. Mm-hmm. So, like if someone starts doing something funny, you just say, "Like why are you doing that? Can you explain that to me?" Mm-hmm. And it becomes quickly obvious if if they're a chance they are or they're wrong or they've maybe accidentally misinterpreted something. But it's it's very rare to come across someone that's actually. Diddling you deliberately. Diddling you, yeah. Yeah, there's very few instances of people actually cheating. I mean, the, the rule book is massive, and people do get rules wrong all the time, but it's probably because the game has only recently kind of gone through a period of stability, so historically it's changed quite a lot, so a lot of rules have, have kind of gone through different iterate, iterations, so people get things wrong for that reason, or they just kind of get things mixed up mm-hmm. with, you know, rules that are very similar, or that in certain situations, certain rules will cancel each other out, or one might supersede another one, so it's a, it's a complicated game, but most of the time people are, are fine if you say, oh, yeah, that's actually, if you point to them in the right page in the rulebook, they're absolutely oh, okay. fine with it, and, and most of the time, you don't even need to show them the rulebook if you explain it to them, and if you're confident, they're generally fine with it, like, it's never really that bad. Mm. Okay. Like, I sometimes have to explain the thing to people. Because you know how, like, when you lost combat, you just crumble. You don't. Yeah, because you don't have to test. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, sometimes even at tournament level, I have to, because someone will go, right? Can you just explain this crumble thing? Because not all armies do that. Yeah. So there's only two armies in the game that do that. Okay. And the two undead mm. ones. So I mean, even well, like tournament level, like, can you just run that through me? Yeah. Which is fair enough. Oh, totally. I mean, like, as Paul said, there's so many rules, and there's rules which supersede some, but that come after others. And... Mm-hmm. I found it a little bit 
anticlimactic at the end. Okay. So, like, we drew... Because I didn't cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanted you to cry. So we drew because <laughs> nobody got the objective. Yeah. And it was right at the last moment because my zombies buggered it up, basically. Basically. <laughs> Standard. Standard zombie move. <laughs> um, but then I won on points, and I was like... And, and I think you said, oh, and they, that's it. Oh, that's it. Mm. I, I thought there would be more, like, destruction. And mm. but there yeah, not. FYI, see when you come out your PC Viva, that's how, exactly how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> no! It's completely anticlimactic. You feel oh, like yeah. there should be fucking fanfare or, like, something like that. There isn't. You're just They're like, just okay, like, you're bye. done. <laughs> yeah. Next. Next. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Does playing make you any more interested in other aspects of the game, like hobby or anything like that? Like, were, at any point when you were playing, did you think, oh, I can kind of see why, like, if you spend the time painting, like, you totally get this, this massive payoff when you get to actually play with it on the table? Like, did it make you any more interested? Like, I know last time on the podcast you kind of mentioned that you had tried the painting and you kind of felt, like, at first it was great and then it kind of got very dry very quickly, like... Yeah, because I really, I like painting, and then when it got to it, I didn't enjoy it. But I wonder if that's maybe perhaps because I didn't get to see, like, the end product in a game that I was actually involved in. So today when we were playing, mm. there was more, not admiration, but, yeah, no admiration for the art behind it all. And thinking, actually, you've done a really good job painting these. They look really authentic. And I quite liked the layout of, like, the little house, and then there was a hill, and then there was rough terrain with trees, and there was a box of... Like props sitting at the side, or what do you call them? What do you call them? I don't know. Terrain. Dildos. All terrain. <laughs> Dildos. All terrain. So we call a house terrain. That's not yeah, terrain. Yeah, it's terrain. Is it terrain? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there was a box of terrain. terrain also known as dildos. Terrain sounds like grass. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, I was like, "Oh, that'd be nice to put a little house here, some uh, with a fence and." Definitely. I know you had my zombies farming at the end I of the game. I was like, oh, you're going to be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, okay, cool. <laughs> Put the toys down, Jordan. <laughs> I think more so now, after actually being involved and seeing it firsthand. Mm. I, so I looked when I first suggested that we would play a game. I was looking on websites to try and see if I could find elves. <laughs> but I couldn't find <laughs> nice ones. So. Mm. Yeah, so this all, this all got sparked because we, we've been watching The Hobbit mm-hmm. over the last couple of nights. And... Um, Jordan's like, oh, I, I would be an elf if I was in the Hobbit. And I was like, this is an inn for ninth age. <laughs> <laughs> would you be a woodland elf or a high elf? Mm, okay, not sure. High elf, mm, interesting. Here's workshop. <laughs> Does that make you like want to maybe try the game again, listen to someone else talking about trying like these simplified rule set? Does that make it sound any more appealing to you, Laura? Run, Laura, Don't. run! <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would have to try it. I get so the the only so I think I've only played twice. Yeah. So once when Andrew was directing me against you. No, you we well that was well that's three times because we we played twice. Have in, we? in the in the in the old flat, yeah. Okay, I blocked this out. So <laughs> it was obviously an amazing experience times. for you. Anyway, <laughs> no, um, and and each time it has been the standard rule set, right? Yeah, that's been um, like the full-blown rules. Yeah, so I guess maybe if it was a little bit 
easier and I felt like I had lines. more of a handle on it by the end of it. I might be more inclined to play a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, I still stand by the fact that my patience is the worst in the world. So given how little I came out of that properly understanding it, I, it doesn't appeal to me in that respect. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, I think how much I mean, I guess it's because you're both really do you like, think you're so? good. Not what well, okay, I'm not gonna be. Well, I wouldn't go that far. It's okay, but I, okay, no, I'm really not. Both, <laughs> it's okay, Paul. I've heard about this. <laughs> Because you're both quite experienced at the game, that I that's a that's an accurate statement. Yeah, yeah, I quite like to play something with someone who also doesn't know what they're doing, so that we can both develop a skill together. So I don't like not I don't like being at a disadvantage because I'm quite competitive. So I didn't like Mm. being having to rely on you to tell me what to do Mm. and saying and so how many would this be, Jordan? And okay, it would be four. Yes, you're right. Well done. Um, Have a treat. Yeah, have a treat. (laughs) Um, so that's a bit yeah, that's a bit of a barrier for me not not being good at something from the offset. That's fair. I don't know how you feel, but like I was thinking about this. I was like, if I was playing, like, like say for example, another female or even another male who was at the same stage as I was and didn't have any idea what we were doing, I genuinely think it would take like double the time to get through the game because well, would. we would just get yeah. distracted and and probably just like piss about and yeah. and not actually. Take it very seriously. I mean, in this scenario, sometimes a lot like you don't actually want to be there in the first place, which is why you're pissed out. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I just and I, I imagine that as much as I would be more comfortable with that situation and and maybe enjoy it more, it would defeat the purpose of actually playing the game. Sometimes you need. Doesn't mean it's not worth trying. Mm-hmm. You need to like muddle your way through. And yes, it might take longer, but mm. because you're actually having to actively look up everything, you learn it better. Obviously, like, you've got to want to play it, so if you don't want to play it, then don't force yourself it, because yeah. then you're not enjoying yourself. But It was quarantine <laughs> that brought it out of me. <laughs> Lockdown. <laughs> she finally cracked. Out of curiosity, Jordan, I, I dare say Andrew, well, maybe Andrew hasn't, but when you were playing the game, at any point, we like, oh, I, I think I could get into this, but maybe I'd like to play a different kind of army. Like, do you have any idea, of, you know, what you would consider playing? Like, has Andrew told you what kind of options there are? <laughs> um, not really. I know the army that he plays, and when we spoke about it, I said I would have wanted to be a dwarf. Eh, a dwarf, not a dwarf. Maybe a dwarf, actually. I no, you, you, don't, you don't want to be a dwarf. Are these greedy and... That's the- <laughs> real Nobody likes dwarves. Oh, fucking balling. What <laughs> is this? It's the, the, it's the critical piece of information for any of this stuff, is, is that nobody likes dwarves. Oh, okay. <laughs> fucking dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... Well, I like, so I love Lord of the Rings and I love The Hobbit and I like all the elves, although Legolas is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fair. 
Um, he's a bit of a prat and so is Frodo, but anyway, it's fine. Um, so I'd probably play an elf army, but I don't know what all of them look like, and I know yeah. that sounds really vain, but I'd want to know what they looked like so I could make them nice so I could spend time painting them, because then if I spent time painting them and invested in that, I'd want to spend time playing them and getting use out of them, especially if I was that much money for it. So I'd say potentially yeah. elves, or um, something else that was really powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Again, because I'm competitive. <laughs> I'm just a horrible person. <laughs> it's vampires for you. Yeah, for <laughs> but yeah. I was gonna say, if you like, like the Hobbit, I mean, you can do like halfling armies. Aww, you just use like a, you just use like empire rules, right? Like kill close. you with a pumpkin. <laughs> I mean, I dare say there's literally a model out there that you could probably buy if that's what you wanted. An army full of stamps. An army yeah, I feel like that kills you with his breakfast. <laughs> Third breakfast, fourth breakfast. <laughs> Eleven's. <laughs> Luncheon. Afternoon tea. Yeah. Uh, Luncheon. <laughs> Supper. Dinner. Mickey knows about them, Pip. <laughs> Some Yorkshire now as well, apparently. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question for you guys. Do things ever get heated when you two play, like Paul and Andrew and talking? Oh, yeah. oh we've we've came close a couple of times. Oh really? Yeah. No. <laughs> I can't tell oh, you're joking because okay. I know what Andrew's face looks like when he plays this game, and it is sour. Like sour. I think. I mean, there are times when you're playing a game where, like, it it does stop becoming fun because nothing that you seem to be doing makes any difference to the outcome of the game like you could be making all the right decisions but the, the dice just go against you and you know you, you spend all this time setting up some like really masterful play uh, or in our case you know a decently and then <laughs> adequate like, play. <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't go off because like you roll like way below where you should and just like you can get to like turn three, turn four, and just be like, "I'm not enjoying this anymore." And yeah, like there are times when I dare say you've we've both played people where we feel like you do get angry, but I don't think we've ever been in a situation where like we're thought I'm just about to fucking knock that guy out. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it, I don't think it's ever gotten that bad. Maybe Andrew can correct me if I'm wrong. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> No, I had like certainly not. <laughs> like so, so the other night when I played Fraz, right? So I was playing Fraz on oh, UP I know. and you were working. So I knew you were angry because I could hear you typing, like not typing, but like you were. It was just because like, <laughs> Being angry. like I made, like I made, the, I made two mistakes in the game, which were then compounded because I just couldn't roll well. So like, say when you rolled three dice and you rolled one, one, two, and you needed to cast on a seven. Yes. And then on three dice, and you were like. That was a difficult moment for me to talk about it. Right, so I was like, bah! for four and a half hours. Yeah, I know I heard you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got it's got nothing to do with the player a lot of times. It's just that, like, for me anyway, personally, the only time I get really frustrated is when I can't get myself out of a situation. It's not it really. It's got nothing to do with other yeah, players. Yeah, and you project your anger to the game, and it makes you seem to angry, the, but not exactly. Yeah, like I try never to be, you know, angry at the player because it's not their fault. Yeah. I just get well because you just get frustrated, right? (laughs) You're like, how do I get out of this? And you try everything, and it just doesn't work. There are the really rare instances where you do play someone, and you think this person is a bit of an asshole, but I can't really address that without 
you know, literally just calling them an asshole to their face. So you just have to kind of grit your teeth and bear it. But that's super rare. I mean, I think we've both played like difficult players over the years, but like you normally know who those people are, so you can kind of like set yourself yeah. up before you play them and like. <laughs> <laughs> well a lot of the time you just if you're playing against someone that you know is difficult you just you play like totally like everything they do you get you double check and if they come up with any rules ask to see it in the rule book or whatever and you've just got to like nobody wants to play like that but sometimes you get forced into a position where you do it yeah. because the best games are just when like you're both having a laugh and like the, the, the dice are like either equally shit for both of you or like fine because mm-hmm. then you both get enjoyment out of it but but I've never threatened to like, I I control it, because probably he'd beat me up. Um, <laughs> what were you going to say, um, So last year was Paul's first um, time going to play at ATC. Um, and I think from what you were saying when you came back from that, I think that was the first time I'd heard of there being any, like, difficult games. Or, like, I suppose, to a degree, like, bitching about people, like, but, but not from your guys' team, but for <laughs> some of the other countries and how they, like, <laughs> represented themselves. And I guess it was more about how, how serious they took the game. And Yeah, I mean, there are there are super gamey people. And what I mean by that is people that will look to take advantage of either a player's inexperience or they'll just literally try and take the piss and just basically cheat. And then there's other people that are just not very fun to play mm-hmm. because there's no banter, there's no conversation, they're just so engrossed in the game that, like, for something like ETC, especially, like, people have made quite a big time and, like, financial commitment to go and they want to have a good time, but then if you're playing against people that are so engrossed in the game and they're not really interested in, like, talking to you and, uh-huh. like, you know, having a drink and just kind of time, then that can sap a lot of the fun out of it. Yeah, I think that was the kind of main difference that I noticed with ATC from from any other tournament event. But yeah, but I think I mean, I certainly and I think everyone else goes to ETC. Like they've heard stories about that, and they, you kind of have that in the back of your mind that most of the people you'll play will be absolutely fine. There are certain countries that are more renowned for having a laugh and and being good to play, and then conversely, mm-hmm. there are a couple of countries that you know that oh, if we play them, it's probably going to be a kind of an awkward, difficult game. Mm-hmm. But by and large, it's fine. I mean, we were fortunate. Like, there's not really anyone in the club that we play with regularly that I would say is I would absolutely hate to play. Like, sometimes we give each other shit and we wind each other up. And mm-hmm. There might be instances where you can't be bothered playing someone, but it's probably more to do with what they're playing, like the army, not yeah, them as an individual. Dwarfs. <laughs> exactly. So you're getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, basically dwarfs and vermin swarm. Right, well, we do some questions for the widows. Yeah, let's do okay. this. So before we do that, we're going to have a very quick drinks refill session. So we will be back <laughs> in an instant on the recording. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. We're refilled and ready to roll. So we have some questions for the ladies given into us by um, some avid viewers or listeners. Um, so the, we've got a couple from Martin, but the first one from Martin is this. Question for the Widows. It's going to be a long one. Now that they have come to Common Ground, don't make... This is what he's talking about. You bring him down. He's from Argentina. He doesn't speak English. Leave him alone. I'm not bringing him down. I'm laughing at you not being able to read. No, I'm literally reading out. I made it worse. <laughs> don't, don't mind Brexit means Brexit to me. 
Shut up! I did not say that. Don't listen to Martin. Question for the widows. Now that they've come to Common Ground Games and were present at the tournament, what do they now think of the environment? Have they changed their minds about what they initially thought about the players? And please tell Jordan she say no, she got it right the first time. Got it right the first time. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. Lovely. Um, uh, common ground is probably what I thought it would be. Long section of tables and lots of people. And um, I don't know. Everyone was nice because Laura and I came along to judge the art on one of the tournaments, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So is that the only time you've been in? Uh. Yeah, I've dropped you off a few times, but other than that, that's it. Yeah. I've not really been in. So what did you think? Did it, did it change your mind? No. No? So we're all still, <laughs> still dungeon dwellers it in your eyes? It was like a little dungeon, <laughs> but a cool dungeon, <laughs> with big tables and cool armies. Okay. Just trying yeah, to crawl like, out a little bit there. I'm not crawling out, crawling out a little bit. I liked judging the art. It was cool. You could see that there was lots of passion in it. Because um, some of stuff was amazing. Mm-hmm. There was an icy one. Who had the icy one? That was really cool. Icy one. Kevs, maybe he like the ice species on his. Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. That was really cool. And Martin had a really cool dragon. Did he have dragons? Was it dragons or dinosaurs? Yeah, 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 Not dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Like, like, yeah, they were really cool. They were really cool. Were they like airbrush? Yes, airbrush. Martin for an airbrush in his skin. Pretty good with that. Yeah, they were really cool. So I liked looking at it all and seeing all those kind of things. And um, yeah, folk were generally nice, and so it was good. I, I was glad you were there though because you came over and spoke a bit. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'd been like, "Oh, gay, okay, I'm gonna leave." There's a lot of weeder in this. <laughs> yeah. <room. laughs> <laughs> Smells sweaty. No, I'm <laughs> I mean, you'd been in common grounds before that, but you had never been there for a tournament before that? Is that right? I think I've been, because you've done Strivel and Strife before, you've organised that before, oh, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. So I've been involved in that, so I've helped out in terms of you, in terms of getting things to and fro and have set up. You, had you been in the tournament while the tournament was going on? Yes, there? I think I have. Right, okay. So a tournament is a very different feel from, a, like, common ground day to day like it's a lot more busy there's a, a kind of the sweatiness is more intense yeah. uh-huh. like whereas it can feel very <laughs> what's the word is it more intimidating I was going to say I was a little bit intimidated when I went in being honest oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's just like in general regardless of whether it's a tournament or if it's just day to day I think that's um I think it's more about being somebody who's not there to play the game, and and it feels you feel very. I don't, I don't Do you feel, feel judgment when you go in? No, just feel like everybody's looking at me as though I stand out like a sore thumb. <laughs> yes, yeah. it just feels a little bit more bustly when there's an actual tournament yeah, no. going. There's so many people about doing different things, and you feel like you kind of blend a little bit more. Because uh, there's, there's distraction there. You're not pulling as much yeah. focus when you're in. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. Whereas when it's quieter, it does feel very much like, you know... Everyone stops and they're like, <gasps> a woman! Well, not even that. Like, it just, like, you know, middle-aged man in his basement. 
Payne and you know, like <laughs> Wow, Logan for the title. You were really good last episode. I feel like you've taken I'm a step sorry. back. No, I just mean it feels very it's quieter and it's very so so the tournament puts a different spin on it. It makes it feel more social somebody who's from outside and coming into it and, right. and seeing it actually yeah. demonstrates what it is for you guys okay. to play this game. That's cool. Um, and I will say, I think it would have been great if, if we had um, held on to our notes, Jordan, from when we were doing that, because... <laughs> We don't know the name of any of these things. Well, it's funny you say that. <laughs> that we were, uh, no way you do not have those, do you? I, I have one of the books somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. If I right now. But it's just like, we obviously don't know the names of these oh, things. But even we were way out weren't we? So, um. I think it's this book. like a pirate ship or something. I think I was like, Paul has a yeah. cool pirate yeah. ship painting <laughs> thing. And Andrew's like, that's not what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, to talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think the tournament demonstrates a bit better what it actually involves for you guys to somebody who's not you to or doesn't isn't actually involved mm. compared to from a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be interested about it. Like, see, they haven't played the game a little bit now, and then mm-hmm. obviously seen the tournament. Do you do you understand the appeal? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. do. I, I do understand the appeal. That, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, just because like sometimes like if I'm talking to someone that doesn't know the, the game or the hobby or that, and you're trying to explain it, like it's hard to get across that this gets you really excited. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, so I'm going to tournament, so, you know? Yeah, like kill your playing with little toys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have I have pages I found oh, no. of notes. Um, so the, 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 there's like a numbering system here. Um, so like for yeah, instance, yeah, I think the tables were numbered, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. I think there were numbers for for the different armies. Okay, so like for instance, you've got here number one dash dark lava rock guy. <laughs> Brilliant. Ah, remember it well. Number two, blue flaming bulls. <laughs> Army as whole slash blue machine insect. It's funny because I know exactly the army that that's talking about. That's Tim's that, research. Yeah. Worked. It was a system. Oh. It wasn't much of a oh, system, but it worked. It was, it was like blue and purple and. Yeah. Oh, here's another good one. Number eight. Green veiny guy, comma tree. At the end of that, you realise that the the green veiny guy is a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are Laura's notes. I'm pretty sure I've put voted Martin on them because his dinosaur guys were cool. Mm. I think, and I voted Paul as well because Laura wasn't allowed to vote Paul. <laughs> and I think I've voted. Yeah, either. that that vote wasn't rigged at all. Yeah, uh, well, kid it not. Moving on. Pink lizard. Number ten. Eagle axe. Cool thing. <laughs> I don't know what the army that was. That's not right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> number 11 Scabby Wolf Sorcerer <laughs> don't know who's that but... oh dear oh, so... uh, well, there's one here that says Guillermo Purple Shiny slash Purple Shells <laughs> what, what army does Guillermo have that has purple shells I don't know that was for Andrew maybe was he playing Saurians then I can't remember 
No, I think he maybe did, because it was after EC, right? Because we had the big thing. Because this was Dragon Gate, where we decided coming back from EDC we would all take a dragon. Was that not the same tournament, or was that before? No, it's just the tournament where Yergo uh, told you that he taunted someone, and then but didn't tell you that he got it because the other person didn't turn up or yeah, something. Classic Yergo. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, that was because he played Henrik. He played Henrik, and Henrik couldn't play because of his back. That's what it was. Can I trust the Spaniards? Okay, so we'll move on to the next question. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> for the widows, have you ever considered how much money you could make selling their armies? <laughs> So then last time we kind of spoke about, um, I think Simon's got a question about like just the financial implication of like playing the game, but that's a, an interesting spin. Like, Have you actually ever considered the fact that if we sold what we had already bought and painted, you'd probably get quite a bit of money. Good to know. Mm. I guess you're going to be thinking about that for now. <laughs> yeah. So thanks. The, two, the true degree of Andrew's hoard, and he hides it from me. So. <laughs> <laughs> How many armies do you have, Andrew? Uh, for ninth age. Oh, his voice has just gone up a few. <laughs> um, um. <laughs> for ninth age, I have two armies. Ah, for ninth age. Okay. Can continue. I have <laughs> two armies for forty k. Uh huh. And I've got one. War Mass Army, one war band for more time. Yeah, and that's it. Well, Jordan, you're in the money. <laughs> I know I am. Better get selling. But to be fair, I've said that I'm going to sell the 40k stuff for a long time. Because the plan is to sell the 40k stuff for a while. For a long time. For a long time. You've yeah. not done it. I haven't done it, no. no. Sell them to Michael. He's got an eBay store. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody wants to buy some uh, 40k orcs or town, let me know. Did I paint any of them? No. No. You ever considered selling that? You wouldn't, have, you wouldn't do that to me. Oh, I wouldn't do that to you. I'd be distraught. If you died, maybe I'd sell it all. No, I'm kidding. I should be to be honest. <laughs> bury it with you. No. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind any of it, but if you sold the ninth stuff, then we'd have an issue. The, your vampires and your empires. Yeah. Are you impressed, then? I'm so impressed. I'm actually very turned on right now. I knew you were. For the listeners at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, I think... Um, that's the game we play. Like I very, very occasionally play 40k. What would be my equivalent? I know this is just a random question, but your so your hobby, like ninth age. Do I have an equivalent? Of like a hobby. Of things that I hoard. Um, gin. Gin. <laughs> 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 I don't have any more because I've been working through it on quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know because like, like obviously you do a bit of painting, a bit of sewing stuff, but it's not. I sound really cool. Stop <laughs> <laughs> it painting, stop it the only one. Some knitting. <laughs> Ooh, wild. Some gin. <laughs> Sounds like a right 16 year old man, don't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cozy pajamas. Yeah, so if you sold all your pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, no, I think I'll just resign. I do not have an equivalent. No. But my my defense of this stuff as well is that everything I have bought I will be able to sell for more. Oh, okay. Because I've I've built it and painted it and it's all painted to a decent standard. You think you'll be able to sell it for more? Oh, I mean at absolute least what I paid for it. Okay. <laughs> so I mean that's alright though, because like if you're buying something like even golf clubs. So is that why when I went to ping them at the end of the game you were like, No! No, because you're about to ping my vampire account and I would have been fucking raging at you if you pinged that. <laughs> <laughs> you just won you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never 
never considered how much money you would make selling them, but you have certainly a deep set fear of losing them or like something happening to them because you have said on occasion about how yeah it, it, i think it's it's more it's not the money for you it's the time effort spent like putting into like building and painting them and having them the, the way that you like them that you're like you have a deep set oh, yeah, fear yeah. of losing them or or something happening like <laughs> angelo attests to this like it's a it's the hobby side is very much a love-hate relationship in that you love the final product and being able to play with it. And there are definitely large portions of the time physically building and painting that you enjoy, but then there's also the, the time that comes with it where you're just like, fuck, you just want them to be done. Mm-hmm. So the idea of putting all that time and effort and money into something that then becomes broken or lost or damage to the point where it can no longer be fixed mm. is I would lose my shit like <laughs> and the, the thing as well like it's I joke about it but it would only be through like negligence or if something like if I was careless with it and lost it I would mm. add he was about to say to, Laura dropped <laughs> 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 well that's a big deal though because in the eight years that I have known Paul he has only lost his shit once and it was when building furniture and even at That's that, he didn't though. like properly lose his shit. He just nearly did. I just left the room. Fuck <laughs> oh, I wanted to go. <laughs> and I bet you it got built successfully. <laughs> yep. Just then. <laughs> I mean, let's not rehash this story because <laughs> let's, let's move on. <laughs> did I mention we're moving house then? Oh, I know. Fuck my life. <laughs> your second relationship. <laughs> If you if you don't hear from me in a few days, it's because I've had to like had to like take some downtime and just fucking calm down from building fucking furniture again. Yeah, I think I'll need to do it. <laughs> yeah, probably best. Okay. Next question is from the lovely Jordan Braden. Who do oh. you think the saltiest player in Scotland is? Martin. That's not a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> strong, strong answer. Yep. Because I think that a lot of people play like everyone in our group is lovely off the table and like a lot of the people on the table are lovely as well but like i think people's personalities shift a lot playing maybe mm-hmm. yeah. that's fair to say yeah definitely is i feel like i don't want to answer this question <laughs> you know the answer to the question it's not a trick question <laughs> sandra james land no, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have been known to frequent the salt mm-hmm I mean, everyone does, but I mean, there's only one salt miner. <laughs> Martin, the salt miner. Martin, no. Martin, no, the salt miner. <laughs> but Martin does it with like a certain level of swagger. Oh, does he? <laughs> he loves it. There's an endearing quality to it. There's different levels of it. Oh, there's there like is, yeah. there's full blown salt. There's the superficial. I'm just gonna because I enjoy it, and then there's the. I'm going to be a little bit saltier now because I think I can get a rise out of the other person and mm-hmm. I'm going to see how far I can push them and snap. And then there's the the very like last level where they're just genuinely pissed off because their dice are terrible and they just become full-blown bitch at the table. <laughs> I think the accent adds flair as oh, well. Honestly, see, the, awesome. honestly, the best thing I've ever seen on a table is Martin play Guillermo. Oh, brilliant. When they're, they're just <gasps> arguing in Spanish with each other. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. 
Marin actually played Guillermo at a competition. <laughs> Every time Guillermo said something like, a unit did this, he was like, show me the rule book. And Guillermo <laughs> had to like, pull out the rules and show him every single time. Oh, Fantastic oh. viewing. Netflix should get a series. <laughs> what, I feel wait, like that should it? be like table one at a tournament and we should just stream it. It would have to be the salt miner. Right? Salt miner. Okay. Salt miner. Yeah. We need to get subtitles though, right? Wow. No, we, well, <laughs> they can talk in Spanish and then we can just put our own subtitles as to what we think. <laughs> yeah. Way more. You need yeah. subtitles for the Scots, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that Martin puts up a lot of the time because he, he does. does it to try and get a rise it's out fun. of people. Yeah, because it's fun. Yeah. Okay. So next. Okay. Question. Yeah. Next question again from Martin. Ask the ladies how they handle you guys playing UB and doing hobby all day during the lockdown. How do you handle it, Laura? Well, I'm at work, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't handle it. That's why Paul was messaging me all the time. <laughs> no, I mean the only the only real hobby I'm doing right now is playing uh, UB, and most of the time I play UB. I normally give you a heads up, and you know by now that if I'm going to get a game in, like it's a write off, like I'm gone. From them. Mm-hmm. But it's never more than once a week. Yeah, at the moment, certainly not. Yeah, no. so it's fine. It could be a lot worse given the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you play boys, <laughs> fucking, fucking pro. <clears throat> you play more than once a week. Yes, you do. So yesterday you. That's, just... that's not true. Oh no, it is. Sorry, uh, it's true. It's been. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sorry. It is. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I should say there are times. There are times like etc. Pre etc. We're we're on UB way more, and we do play more during the the week. But you obviously, that's like. Uh, you kind of know that there's going to be more hobby going into it, so that when we come back, there's we probably. I hope that we compensate enough that mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah. Mm. Fucking nailed it. Yeah. Well done. That was good. Yeah. Uh, so last night you just came up the stairs after playing all day on Res 3 and playing for four and a half hours with Martin. You just came upstairs with a gin and a rum for me. See? So that was the that's your hobby. Because that's my <laughs> And you just presented them to me and gave me a big hug. I'm sorry. And said, I'm sorry. <laughs> And I didn't even say a thing. You didn't. You're so good. Yeah, you generally are. Well, to be fair, I try and only play once a week. I generally do try. It's just this week that Fry's obviously said one night and Martin said the other. Yeah, and then were you doing a show podcasty thing or something as well this week? Not show, not podcast. You were doing something. You had a Zoom call. That was when I was in the Nelson Cat. Right. Yeah. <coughs> See, I've still got <laughs> I see you. <laughs> We're all struggling in our own ways with this lockdown. Struggling with your bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually links into our next question. So I won't tell you who this one's from because I think it's painfully obvious. Martin. <laughs> How do you even said a word? <laughs> Do you know how much time Andrew spent on the hobby while you were at your mum's and that he faked corona symptoms to keep you away the extra days? <laughs> Such a dick. Martin really has an He's just a shit stunner. <laughs> Did you? Because it was like, oh, I've still got a bit of a cough. 
<laughs> I did not fake corona symptoms to keep you. It's seven days after symptoms, okay? That's not... We didn't Thank come up with that. Number. That's government Thank advice. Oh, God. <laughs> it was genuinely seven days. And you didn't have coronavirus. You had a tickle in its throat. I had a very severe dry throat. Shut <laughs> 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 Exactly. Have you ever heard the story of the boy who cried wolf? Ah, <laughs> 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 Hey, Corona. Corona. <laughs> it's the <laughs> 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 You could play ninth age. <laughs> I mean, did I self-isolate for seven days? Yes. Did I happen to play a lot of UB and get a lot of hobby done in those seven days? Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I, had a, I had a great time as well. I was <laughs> fine without you. Oh, no, because they're after bad. <laughs> <laughs> All alone. <laughs> no, it was great. I do not Corona. I do know Martin that he spent a lot of time doing hobby stuff because he did. still had paint on his hands by the time I came over. This is true. It's <laughs> like the end of the fucking Great Escape where the guy speaks fucking English to him. <laughs> 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 oh, we're going. So the one thing you had to do, Andrew, was just wash your hands. Yeah. You're meant like, to be doing right I'm now. Getting told by everyone to wash my hands. Thanks, Martin. Keep me posted next time. The number of hours he's. I don't like. On yeah, it. I don't like this unholy alliance <laughs> that's forming between. Us. <laughs> Thanks, me, Martin. <laughs> you will get a friend request from Martin now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> next question. Okay, Simon asks, how much of your partner's spending in miniatures are you aware of? Is that a concern of yours? Do you try to limit it? Do you counterbalance it with your own hope? Laura. Well. I generally like to avoid this question because I'm quite aware I do a lot of spending myself. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> Free ticket, boys! Free ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I get it's quite an expensive hobby, so I just kind of, I like that it's an expensive hobby. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's a two-way street, right? If Certainly. I, if I spend 50 quid on some minis or whatever, then you're kind of like, oh, maybe I'll... Yeah, like, I would feel horrible if I was spending so much money, like, every month on clothes or whatever, and you were, you know, you didn't have your own kind of outlet for that, and... But to answer the second part of that, like, you're not concerned about how much I spend on the hobby. No. I really don't spend that much on the hobby. Yeah, really excessive with things like that. In a frustrating way, like I'll I'll be like, oh, it's your birthday, you should spend some money on minis or whatever, and he's like, no, I've not finished painting the last army. He's very reserved about it, to be honest. I mean, I do buy stuff. I mean, I have. Frustratingly, though, I keep buying shit for the army that I want to stop playing, and I don't buy stuff for the other one. You guys are probably in the same boat because you've got your wedding coming up and stuff. But like, obviously, that that was been that's been our like recent big expense, and so we've really not actually spent that much. And the next either thing, of us yeah, on the next our own thing will be stuff. So um, buying a house. So there was yeah, the wedding, then sucks. the honeymoon, and then it's going to be buying a house. So really, it just doesn't. Happen. See that stereotype <laughs> that we keep trying to like pretend is not a thing, like of the sweaty guy who lives in his mum's basement. That's an act of life choice because they know if you <laughs> fucking yeah, get a partner, I, the hobby just is gone at that point. <laughs> no money for anything. <laughs> Sucks. How are you, Jordan? Are you aware of Andrew's spending habits? So I think he spends more than you do, Paul, um, because there are quite often boxes, and you'll be like, no, no, it's just paint. To be fair, Andrew plays a horde army. It's probably the box, that, the box that arrived, yes, was just paintbrushes. Genuinely was just paintbrushes. You can buy a lot of those. I like to. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but it's quite good because obviously I spend some of my time at my mum's house and <laughs> Andrew can just order stuff to arrive when I'm not there. <gasps> How cynical. Is it not accurate? Maybe. <laughs> um, and the second part of that question, don't, I'm not concerned about it. Hmm. But that's probably because we still live at home at the moment, so I don't think we've got any idea, well, not obviously got an idea about how expensive things will become, but we're not going to have anywhere near as much disposable income once no. we actually we've, we've move out. And we're the, the and... so lucky right now. Hmm. But I, I don't have anything that I really spend money on. We don't, we have, we've got a shared bank account and stuff, but it's not to the same level at the moment, so if I wanted to buy no. something, I'd just buy it. I wouldn't need to speak to you about it but no. i don't really have anything that i buy i've not like bought clothes since october very good wow yeah. although i had christmas and a birthday in between then so that's quite a lot yeah no, no. it's better for me to avoid shops because i can't walk into one without buying clothes <laughs> yeah but the no, problem is to get you to stop buying you know, there's no fucking shops starting to buy all the kind of stuff for like home buying like boring stuff like linens and towels That's and fun. oh yeah yeah we've got a big pile of stuff we do like actually that. we've got a big box um and... that is fun i quite like doing that yeah. it's good fun i have to admit like my my spending's gone back just because obviously it's different upstairs, but, but then you also do big things like you do tournaments so you've done etc you did it this last year and you did it the year before as well so those are big expenses too yeah. and you've, they've got to kind of factor in i'm not doing to see this year i won't play next year yeah <laughs> you're after a question mark <laughs> <laughs> if you're good no i'm kidding i'll be available lads permission i think it's a bit sensible though it's like having a balance right because like and tournaments it's time and money and well right now so we don't have a house we don't have kids or anything like yeah. that so it'd be very different so right now it's not an issue at all no. yeah it's, it's different for different people so what you're saying is i should really get it in now while we're no, no. <laughs> sorry i picked up That's the wrong message there okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <cool. laughs> do the ladies have any questions for us oh laura you had a few questions didn't you Yes, I do. Let's find them. Okay. Are you guys currently content with how much time you spend on the hobby just now, or would you rather have more time? To Good hobby? question, Laura. Well done. <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah, it's a trap. <laughs> My hackles are up. Huh? <laughs> I, Paul, you I mean, I'll, I'll say, um, I'll say, because I've had very time and opportunity to paint, I'll say. I am unsatisfied with the amount of time I have currently had, <laughs> just because of practical considerations. I kind of feel like if I if I had the time to paint or model or do any kind of hobby, like maybe two hours a night, like in the evening what? after we've had, like I think that's very reasonable. That is your that is the time you spend together. That's like two hours a night. Yeah. Like oh, I'll check. I'm fleeing. <laughs> <laughs> now I know what that means now. I know what that means. <laughs> she gets the reference. <laughs> no, you know so what like, I mean. Like, so like I'm after not. Dinner, you clean up after dinner. 
Like you've got your time. Yeah. So say so say we half past nine. That's the time you sort of spend together. Then you get tired. Someone goes up and has a shower or stuff, whatever. That's like the core time you spend as a couple. If you were spending two hours a night doing that, I'd rage in. (laughs) Sorry. Not necessarily. So like everyone has a different like kind of work schedule. So say for instance, in this scenario, we're talking. Laura gets home five o'clock. I normally have dinner ready for Laura coming home. I should say. So we sit and we have dinner. I feel like I'm going to take So we sit and have dinner. And then, so that's like five o'clock to like nine o'clock. That's like four hours together where we can chat about how our day was. It's not like I'm home by five o'clock. This is a hypothetical situation, Laura. <laughs> people on the podcast can't hear quotes. <laughs> yeah, but hypothetically, you're speaking as though that is our situation. And it's no, but not. that might mean, me saying, me saying two hours a night might mean only one hour one night because, or for whatever reason, or... So what you're saying is two hours. two hours. So what you mean is... Oh, I've never seen The Apprentice. Yeah, you're fired, Paul. <laughs> this is not how you negotiate. Sorry, sorry. We're married. There's no backsies. There's no backsies. By two hours a night, I mean one hour a week. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, and then until at least half past nine, and then that's me spent a good few hours with you. It's like plucking what is, you. What is struggling to breathe? <laughs> so, Andrew, do you want to take a stab at that? Nope. <laughs> That's the correct answer. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I, I, no, I totally. I feel like I, I feel like we've got a good balance as well. I, I think it helps as well that like you obviously spend some time with your mum yeah. as well. So like when you when you here, I will spend more time painting or mm-hmm. doing hobby stuff or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but then when you're here, I try not to do as much because obviously we're doing stuff together, but. Yeah, I don't think... Because I like spending time with you. Yeah, well, I mean, it would be weird if you didn't, because oh, you yeah, kind of said yes to the <laughs> I guess, so, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, so... And to be fair, I think I do, like, a decent amount every every week as well. Like, I normally play one game a week, and then plus a little bit of painting or whatever. And you do a little bit of painting, and then you've usually got a few tournaments or something yeah. coming up. Yeah, and I, and I realise the, kind of, the tournaments are obviously a full weekend. Yeah, them, they so. are a full weekend, so we recently had a big full weekend, didn't you? Not that long ago. Uh, in March. Yeah. In March, so that and that was the full weekend. It was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So, and that's out of the month. That's quite a lot because then sometimes if I work at the weekend or something. Yeah. Then we've not got that much. But then technically you choose to work, so that's not my. Fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I don't choose to work. That wasn't the work I was talking about. Yeah. That sounds like it do something sort of dodgy, doesn't it? <laughs> Doing my docs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got stuff like that, and then you involve the podcast, and then you're editing and stuff like that. So I do so think... Yeah, the podcast is also an extra bit. So, so yeah. I, yeah, I do think you spend a fair amount of your time doing that, but I would never, like... So maybe maybe an hour more each week? No, that's okay, not fair, negotiation. Fair. See, that's how you negotiate, Paul. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Listen, you would know if I was annoyed that you were spending too much time. I could feel your eyes burning into the back of my head last night. Yeah, yeah, I was annoyed. <laughs> because we had our DVD laid out with our three-hour extended edition of The Lord of the Rings, I was kissing goodbye to... Oh. <laughs> it's all about me, obviously. No. <laughs> no. Next question. If you had to choose your favourite model, what would it be and why? Hmm? Ugly roosters. No, because they've just fucked me over too many times. <laughs> the vampire guy. 
I really like the sorcerer that I did uh, on the chariot. The DW. I don't actually remember what it's called, but it's like the, the kind of mutated monstery guys that I, I run as the sorcerer on the chariot. That's probably my favorite model of that, mine so at the minute. Is that the chariot that I thought was a pirate ship? No. Oh. No, that's a, a completely other model. I do really like that one as well, just because that took me a long, long time to paint. Oh, but that's so cool. I think this one. It's just my favourite just now. Like, I guess in a few months I'll paint something else and that'll become my new favourite, but it's kind of like Sophie's Choice. Like, I, I don't... I can't pick... <laughs> kind of I can't like pick her babies. Choice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I would... Uh, I really like my skellies, but they're shit. You didn't play with them today. No, because they're shit. I wouldn't subject <laughs> you to that. The fucking zombies do better than them. Oh, they do nothing. Exactly. So, so why do you like them? Just eye candy for the table. Yeah, I just like, I like skellies. I know, and you painted them, and I was like, yeah, they're skeletons. They look sort of dead and not cool. I like the they kind of look dead, really. I kind of like the things with details. I was quite undermined. Undermined. Mm-hmm. Underwhelmed. Underwhelmed by them. <laughs> undermined by the skeletons. <laughs> See, I like the, the look of a unit more than, like, I like my vampires. Like, yeah. my vampires are all painted nice. I like all of that. Yeah. But, like, I like to look at a unit on the table. I think the skeletons just look good on the table. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I spent ages painting the, the vampire and the dragon. And probably individually it's a better model because it's, it was, like, painted. The night guys, the dark knight people, not yep. dark knights, what are they called? The barrow knights. Didn't oh. actually paint them. <laughs> oh, you didn't? I was going to say they're, they're really good. They're actually the only... Uh, sorry, them and the vampire knights are the only unit. They're really good, paint. but I like the colours of them. They look like dark knights. Yeah. I'll say the skellies, even though they're shit. Oh, no. Cool. One of my other questions is probably a lot to do with the fact that I'm currently in the process of moving and, um, and or like considering also buying a home. So you guys are moving home and you have been designated your own personal room or space for your hobby. How would you organise it? And like a dream for you guys. Like, why is why is a man cave a thing and there's no such thing as a woman cave? I want a woman but, cave, by the way. I just have a really funny joke, but I'm not going to say it because I literally get stabbed. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> when you said, why do the women have a, a cave? I was like, because you have the kitchen. <laughs> oh. Yeah, okay, silent treatment. I'd like, now to, for I'd like to think that lost us any, <laughs> in actual fact. No, I really no. wobblers here. Um, yeah. And I can I can say that because I spend more time in the kitchen than Lauren does. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I think I don't know. I think it's maybe because uh, we I would want something like that. You could put your models in and put playstations and stuff in it because we both like have playing games and stuff. Yeah. And we've got a good board game collection. We could have a gaming room. And um, we have a gaming room so that it's out of the way and yeah. But we so you can have, have you can have the front that you show the visitors and then the dirty side cave. <laughs> yeah, but it's not going to be a man cave. It's going to be ah. Uh, a hobbit hole. A hobbit hole. A troll horde. Yeah. Troll horde. Yes. Good, right? You can put all. I mean, for you, you'd love a you a little library because you read books like No Tomorrow. You'd love like a chair with uh-huh. like, like all your books displayed. And, yeah, my uh, bookcases would be lovely. Oh, you'd that would be nice. We could we could make that. Yeah, we could probably book. Mm-hmm. That'd yeah. be cool. That could happen. I mean, it's only in the academic job market. We were like maybe lucky if we get a cupboard by the end of all this, but. Mm-hmm. Any other questions? Oh, um, 
I did wonder, um, did you guys get any feedback from any other females listening to the first podcast? <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> we did have people we did have people comment that they enjoyed it and I'm sure some people said they did listen to it with their partners in the Deej said that. Oh, Deej. Because Deej said that, because um, I'd said to him, like, we could get his wife on and talk about because Deej has obviously been in the hobby for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said that she'd be keen because she listened to that and she enjoyed it. So. Yay! Fellow female! <laughs> Females! <laughs> Let's be inclusive. Fellow partners! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we, no, we didn't get any feedback. But fuck, we don't get any feedback from the fucking male listeners that we get, so. I mean, to be fair, I think very few podcasts actually do. So uh, Henry said on the last Armour Time, like, he made a comment about having any mail anymore. Preach, brother. <laughs> Tommy Tucker has even fucked off. God knows what's happened to him. Yeah. Our one vocal listener. Oh, my question. I had one question. Go for it. This is a self-serving question. Do you believe in beginner's luck, or is it just natural talent? Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> That's because you wanted to play another game, isn't it? <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, there's definitely obviously the game is very luck based, right? Like, like, like Paul said earlier, like you can you can construct the perfect net in a game, and then just like the dice just betray you. Yeah, because I was sure I was going to win. Well, that's good. That's nice to know. <laughs> no, I mean towards the end when I had booted off half of your infantry. And by half, like, you mean all of them. Ah! Yeah. Zombies again! <laughs> and I was just like ready on the objective, ready to absolutely smash you. I had all those guys. Got all the lingo down. I'm, I'm literally very erotic right now. <laughs> You're very erotic. <laughs> You're not very erotic. <laughs> oh dear. And the dice just didn't play the game. They just fucked me over the last it's minute. It's frustrating, right? And I lost my shit a little bit. You did, a little bit. It's and okay. then you were like, the game's <laughs> over, we've drawn, and I was really quite, okay, well, fuck that shit, give me a packet of cheese and onion crisps. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I've ever seen a wargamer give that response before, when they're having a hard time around the table. <laughs> you have to placate them. Placating me with food is just the way to go, but every time I lost one of my gas, I would just go, thanks for your service. <laughs> Every single time. Thank you for your service. <laughs> thank you for your service. So I, when I was taking four or five zombies off a turn, it was thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Brave warrior. And then thank they, you for they, they came back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do feel like the games can be like that quite a lot, eh? Like you can feel like you're doing so well and then they can turn at the last minute and and I just feel like with something that 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 can happen quite regularly like where does the desire to continue oh for sure like with something like that I have asked myself this question as well like I think most gamers have some sort of mental issue where they're like gluttons for punishment because but this is where like the a lot of the the fun comes from and a lot of like the great stories because it's like obviously there's like a bunch of numbers to this and so you can do the math in your head and think, okay, statistically, if I do this, I should get the outcome that I want. <laughs> but then you roll the dice. <laughs> the dice literally <laughs> just, they just don't turn up, right? Yeah, but yeah. then that can, on the one hand, mean that 
oh, like you lost that game that you should have won, but then on the flip side, it might you win the game you should have lost, yeah. and that you come away from that game with like an amazing story of oh my zombies fucking charged the dragon and won and like chased it down and it was amazing like mm-hmm. you know so like it's fifty fifty. Did not do that. <laughs> just kind of hung about and <laughs> most of the time zombies don't do that but I mean it's possible yeah. so like I was playing Martin not last night the night uh, last week you, you play, oh and he cast a spell called Wrath of God which is basically when you draw a comet table but you don't know when it's going to come down so you put the counter down and around, oh. at the end of the magic phase you roll and on a 4 plus it drops so he cast it and it just wasn't coming down wasn't coming down and when it finally dropped it took out half his army his own army. Half his own army. And he lost the game because he basically nuked them. <laughs> so, like, but, like, obviously that was super frustrating for Martin, but it was fucking hilarious to watch. <laughs> and would you be able to play that on a tabletop game? Yeah, we did, yeah. Oh. So the comet thing. You don't literally drop, like, a cement block on the table. Yeah, no, no, I know. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. That would be so much more entertaining. I'm just, I'm oh, just putting no. that in there. No. I'd be the one holding it's the cement nice. block. <laughs> Watching you cry <laughs> as your army was destroyed. <laughs> well, there's a lot more stakes in it, right? No, no. <laughs> clearly not getting this. Yeah. So, well, actually, there's a question: Is there anything unexpected, other than like the social aspects and uh, things that you get out of the game that someone who doesn't know much about <laughs> all the shit play it? Not <laughs> Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't happen. Yeah, for anyone out there for anyone out there that's thinking about getting this game, you will have to, you know, put up with a lot of poontang getting thrown at you. Like just need a... <laughs> it's a it's a bit of a rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah. No, that doesn't happen. Um I don't know, like for me the big thing for me that I like about the game is the social aspect, but also like the hobby side. If I just bought uh, minis and painted and built them and had an outlet to chat to people about it then I would probably get like 70% out of what I get out of it now when I play like the, the gaming side of it doesn't make up the majority of the enjoyment for me like it's more of aspect and the painting and stuff mm. like playing, being able to like put all that work in and play with it on the table as a bonus and it's really good but for me like if I knew I couldn't play the game for whatever reason I would still buy stuff and paint it for example there was a pandemic and you had to court <laughs> exactly <laughs> thankfully there's UB so you can still play despite not being able to use your pretty mm-hmm. minis yeah I'm like in it for the, the game so I do you like playing... yeah I just love playing games yeah you love playing games so like <laughs> I, I, I think you like betting as well. Like, well, we don't need to. We don't need to throw that out there. <laughs> Basically, what we're saying is Andrew has a problem. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Playing um, Borderlands, and we've got this little slot machine, and and I'm just like, I'm just gonna put some more money in it. Just more, try again, try again, try again. Pisses all his money away. I do that so I don't do it in real life. Yeah. <laughs> it's a safe outlet. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But I think like. So for me, it's the, it's the game and it's the social sites because like you could play, like you could play a game on the PlayStation where it's you versus the bots, and you just like okay, it might be fun for a wee while, but you grow bored. But it's that playing against them and having like the banner on yeah, the table and actually yeah. like playing the game that yeah. enjoy it. Like so, I paint stuff. Although like I enjoy painting, I like making stuff look nice. I paint it on the table yeah. so I can play. Yeah. And I get more 
and out of a game that if I have like a fully painted, nicely presented army, even if the other person maybe doesn't, because I feel like I've done my bit to get that. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And you like a good game because you always come back from ETC and you say, "Oh, the guys we played from Sweden or something." You said were were this just oh, was it the Dutch was the best. The Dutch team. Yeah. You said, "Oh, they were really nice. It was such a great game." And yeah, it's sort really. of camaraderie between it all. It's nice. Yeah, no, it is camaraderie. Yeah, and like, see, like, you can lose games, but if it's not down to dice, if it's just a, like you've either made a mistake or the person's just played better than you, I always find them much better. Mm-hmm. Like. So like Martin and I played last night. We had a fantastic game. Yeah, I know. You but Mar- Martin just lost. Yeah. Sorry, I just lost. Yeah, Martin just yeah. he just played better than me. It was a very different game to what you and Fraz were playing. It, well, exactly because the dice like, oh, that weren't. That was a really great game. That was really good. And yeah, because yeah. like the dice were like fine for Martin, and if anything, Martin had worse dice than me. Mm-hmm. Whereas against Fraz, I just couldn't get anything, and it's just frustrating when you don't feel like you're playing the game. Yeah. Um, but again, I had nothing to do with Fraz. It's like I like playing Fraz. Fraz is a good guy. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I don't know. It's enjoyment. So you can lose the game and still enjoy the game, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But I do, I get salty if I'm just getting bad dice. Yeah, you were getting salty. I was, I was a fuck. Sorry, Fraz. Sorry, Fraz. I don't, I text Fraz after and I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Because I do, I feel really guilty about it afterwards. And like, Paul will have 100% experienced this playing against me mm-hmm. before. Like, I get frustrated when I don't get, Yeah. Um, you know, average, but. Do you think online forum would be a good way one to learn the rules? As in using the forum? Yeah, like the online playing. I mean, like, oh, like UB. Yeah. I think in some ways UB makes certain aspects of the game easier just because of the viewpoint that you have of the table and conversely for other things. Like, mechanically, it's more awkward when you're getting to learn how to use UB. Like, whereas in real life, you can just take out a measuring tape and think, okay, I know what that is. Whereas depending on what you're measuring in UB, that can be kind of tricky. But actually, I think certain mass aspects of it are easier in UB. So I think it's totally legit. And you've got the advantage that you don't need to buy and paint anything. Yeah. Yep. But like we normally say to, like, if, if someone's maybe considering buying a new army, try it on UB first. Is this just a new thing that you've discovered? UB? Yeah. No, it's kind of like... It's been around for a long time, but obviously it's better just playing on the tabletop. Because, yeah. again... The social aspect's better and you get mm-hmm. to play your own toys because mm-hmm. let's be serious that's why we're all here um mm-hmm. but ub helps to plug that hole if you can't get down to the club or maybe someone if you can't get down to the club <laughs> you know, <laughs> can't get again you can't get a game in you know life's, life's busy i know the lingo now i'm a gamer but like for so for quarantine like yeah. ever since quarantine like you've been been so busy yeah because everyone's just playing online so it helps to scratch the I know, edge when you've you watched You've watched a good few games this week as well. I didn't add that into your time. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if we need to revisit that. That's been and gone. <laughs> well, yeah, because I put a comment onto was it Guillermo and who else was playing? Uh, Guillermo and Fraz, I think. Guillermo playing, and Fraz yeah. were playing, and I was adding comments in on your behalf, and they didn't know us. Yeah, because I went there for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you went to the toilet and I just typed in Jobby or Poo or something really neutral <laughs> into the chat. They didn't even notice. No, they didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, yeah. I think the UB is definitely an option if someone was trying to get in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's I, th- I think it's actually quite a good idea to be honest. Yeah. And even like for the purposes of using the the starter rule set, like totally UCB for that. Yeah. Cool. Any more questions? Um, 
I don't, can't remember if we last asked this the last time, but does anybody that you play with have a very specific way that they roll their dice? Like, oh, <laughs> this is yeah, we did that one last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we ask? So I. So Ed rolls his dice in a very specific way. Oh, does he? Guillermo rolls his dice in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the only two that stand out in my mind. I think everyone else is pretty normal. They're the they're the two standouts for me. I think. Sometimes Martin does the flick. You do it. You you sort of on, how do I describe this? So you sort of cut the balls, cut, cut, cut the yeah, shaft, you cut, you cut, cut <laughs> and give them a little shake, and then you flick with your wrist, and you kind of go. Does that did that put you off today? No, no, not at all. Because oh, right, right. then I was trying to figure out how to do it, so I was like holding them in both hands and then just letting them go. Yeah. And that was a bit better than when I was chopping them. But I was okay. trying to figure out, like, has anyone done any sort of scientific testing on the way that people I mean, roll I, the dice? I mean, I doubt it makes any impact whatsoever. But like, I don't know what that says. I do that anymore. What do you use? So before, when I used to use like, um, so the dice, I think you were using the Madget dice, Andrew, today. Yes, before. So there, they they kind of quote-unquote normal-sized dice before I used to use like, the smaller dice. Yeah. And a lot of the lists that I used to run, I used to need like 20 to 30 dice to roll at once. Mm-hmm. And so that was part of the reason why when I used to roll them in one hand, I used to put my other hand on the table and I would roll the dice against my hand because I didn't want 30 dice skating about mm-hmm. the table going everywhere because then it's a bother to find them all and like see what you've got. But I don't do that anymore. Yeah, is that not a little bit? Again, is that I guess what if you roll them into your hands, like your hands on the table? Was your hand on the table to? It's just basically like your hands on the table, like so that you're. It's like a wall that you're rolling the dice into to keep them all in one place. Because if you, like I say, if you don't do that and you're like really energetic with how you roll, then your dice go everywhere. And then it's especially if you're like being particularly like sacred with, like, with your minis, because you don't want to play against someone who like rolls their dice into your models and then yeah. chip. Off a shit okay, and stuff. so it's a thing about, like that annoys people. Well, I think I did it for a couple of different reasons. One was because of the volume of dice I was using, mm. and the other one was just to be practical, so I could keep all my dice in one place. Mm. But by and large, everyone—I don't think everyone has like their own style. I think most people kind of roll dice as you would expect. I don't think it makes any difference. I think that would be almost impossible to try and work out. An optimal way of rolling a dice. Then it, will, it probably depends on the, the dice that I'll you bet use. A thing. It'll depend on like the size of your hand, your wrist spin, or the de- the the table, the area you roll it on the table. Because there was a specific spot and kept rolling the dice at because there was no lip from the um so the, yeah, that's, folding so that's table. So I wasn't yeah. rolling it on that fold. So I was rolling it in a, a completely flat area. So etc. Like they'll normally we normally say like we only take what's flat on the board. Yeah. So if it lands in terrain or it lands on a like a base for any. You have to re-roll it. Yeah. It's not fun on the table. I yeah. think, I mean, uh, there's this whole It's thing a completely like, stupid and, like, superstitious bullshit yeah, rule. Yeah, because it doesn't it's matter, right? Fine. Yeah. But it's just that, like, kind of like what we were talking about earlier about the people that are awkward. Like, another thing that you're, you kind of talk about as a team is, like, things that you just do at the beginning of the game to sort of mitigate against any potential point of contention. So, like, you have eight flux cards for the magic phase numbered one to eight you know as a point of order at the beginning of a game you would normally show your opponent that each of your cards are one to eight and you don't have any like duplicates of anything Mm -hmm. like just stuff like that like it's not really essential but when you're playing at etc level it's something that you do 
and then it just stops any issue. Yeah, avoids arguments, which is mm-hmm. the big thing. Yeah. That deletion in the game. Yeah. But, but it's going to make for terrible radio. But like, so you were saying about flicking like the dice, right? So Guillermo does the game will flick. So he does like this. Oh, okay. So it's, it's like, like people with a bowling ball. It's very like high hand, right? Yeah. And then Ed does <laughs> Ed does like the softly, softly. So he's like rolling, and he goes. Oh wow, that's a bit annoying. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it makes absolutely no difference whatsoever. But see, when you're doing it and they start rolling well, you're like inside. There's this evil voice in your head. You're yeah. like, they're doing that on purpose. Yep. Completely wow. unfounded. Completely unfounded. But for them, it's like they've got to do it that way. It's probably just habit more than anything else. They probably don't even know they're doing it. Mm. Cool. Everybody wears like lucky pants. People can get very <laughs> Lucky pants, lucky roll. <laughs> I had my lucky pants on today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had my wildlings t-shirt on though. You did. You did. Yeah, that was awesome. Do you actually own your own wildlings t-shirt, John? I do not. It's Andrew's. Very comfy though. Oh. <laughs> I don't think it's mine anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine now. Add to the jammy collection. I actually wanted one. <laughs> oh no! So last time. Um, we were talking about putting in orders for ET t-shirts. I was going to order another one from last year because I don't have one anymore because I traded all mine. At the time, I said to Laura, oh, um, do you want one? Because I can order you one and then you can have uh, like your own. And you were quite up for that. But then we never got around to ordering more because so of that reasons. So that died a death. But um, I mean, it's not like I got one and I just didn't buy you one. I just got another one. I didn't get one either. Were yours yeah. not the wrong size? Did somebody not take your size or or because was yours not quite tight uh yeah they were a bit tight <laughs> completely stuck to your skin <laughs> they, were, they were a little bit tight <laughs> sprayed on that was <laughs> that was completely intentional that was psychological warfare was like psychiatric yeah. yeah you know that's not bad yeah. Actually, yeah, I wonder if that works. I wonder if someone's appearance influences how they play the game, like your sort of intimidation, intimidation tactics. So a genuine thing at last year we did is, we, so Deej, we yeah. were playing Wales, and Deej was playing Marcus, who he knows very well. Mm-hmm. And Marcus took his shirt off, and Deej took his shirt off, because he wasn't going to be outmanned by Marcus, and they played topless. <laughs> it, was, oh. it was the most sexual thing I've ever seen near a 6 by 4 table. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's oh, wow. dab. <laughs> More sexual than you this afternoon? I mean, I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's interesting. Yeah. I won't be outmanned by you. <laughs> I'm going to wear my boxers! <laughs> then Marcus proceeded to order like 18 Jaeger shots. Oh, who did that? Marcus. Oh, I would have been dead after two years. That's why you don't go drinking with the Welsh. Yep. <laughs> On the topic of people like just kind of feeling that kind of weird shit ETC uh, Kev last year when we were there <laughs> literally gave his kilt to someone at the event and was walking around down his pants no. wow yeah oh, and the thing really... was he had bulldog clips with him I can't remember what he was actually using them for he was one of the coaches so it was probably the fuck or something but then he like was bulldog clipping the bottom of his like trunks because he was worried he's like he was going to slip out while he was oh, walking around no. It was a strong look. Water yeah. boy. Yeah, Water boy. Good times. Maybe it's just as well that it's a male. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I mean, like, but let's be honest, it's not like a reason that you guys would want to get into the hobby, right? It's not like you're missing out on, like, a bunch of hunky dudes. No, that's exactly topless. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you know, obviously. I mean, obviously. Good save, Jordan. Good save. Yeah. So well, so well. You want to be <laughs> I know, I wasn't. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think there's anything attractive about you slipping out on the scene. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> The male anatomy in that part of the body is much like a leg. There's not a lot of meat to see. Right. Um, so if that's it for questions, uh, before we wrap up quickly, Paul, do you want to talk about the campaign we've been doing? Yeah, so while we've been um, in lockdown and while we've been ignoring our better half to uh, indulge ourselves in our in our hobby, we've uh, run a campaign. So we have adapted a, a rule set that Andrew came across. Um, what was the name of the the rule set again, Andrew? So the original one's called the Border Princes, um, and it was yeah. written for Warhammer Fantasy. The core concept is pretty straightforward, and I, I, I talked about this in Hammer Time with Henry, but basically... The idea is, is that it's to provide a bit of a narrative overarch for just casual games. So you set a list and you play it in, which is basically um, everyone plays everyone twice. And over the course of the season, you win and lose territory on the map, and it's all about trying to gain as much territory as possible. Um, it's not as intense as some campaigns. Pretty straightforward and um, isn't too restrictive or... Uh, kind of, you know, there's not a lot of implications as to you, you know, you control this thing and it does this impact and whatever. Um, not at this stage anyway, but we've kind of adapted that for ninth and been playing that with a couple others, so it's been going, it's been going okay. It's been good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's um, so like the kind of basement, as Andrew says, is all about controlling territory. So depending on how you win games and how big you win those games you basically win and lose territory and I think the the big thing for us has just been trying to iron out some of the details of those mechanics and like what happens if someone loses territory or how much territory you should start with and how many bonuses there should be for certain things so we've just kind of been trying to iron out those details but hopefully in the next probably two or three weeks we'll probably have the first season so uh, we'll be able to go back and maybe tweak some of the rules and then I think the idea is that um, it's kind of written in such a way that it really I'd probably say as long as you've got even numbers you could probably adapt it to any number of people playing the campaign as um, it's kind of agnostic with regards to you can play with any kind of faction like it's not really set up to be focused on any particular type of army so it's quite good and yeah, it just really gives you a nice kind of backdrop for games. So we've kind of all written a little bit of fluff about our army. And, you know, I think maybe as we go on, we'll maybe write a little bit more to reflect what happens in the games and stuff. But um, it's been good. It's been something different than just playing random games and testing stuff. So it's good. We'll probably put something up on the forum, maybe put together a nice little blog or something like that with some of our findings with links and stuff to the documents that we've put together and stuff so yeah. it's been fun it's been something um, good to tie us over in the meantime while we can't get to the club yeah I think once we get once we get this kind of we're using this season as kind of like a tip just now um, once we get those kind of kinks ironed out and we maybe play about with a few of the power dynamics 
then we'll fire this out and like Paul said this could be like you could play it just with like four people or you could play it with you know a full club or even play it on the forum so once we've got something that's working then we'll fire it up in the forum and people can have a, a go themselves and what we should say as well is that we've obviously taken this from the border princes and tweaked this and if people want to tweak it further they're obviously more than welcome to do that we're just trying to find a set that kind of works best for the most kind of the best spread of armies as well so for sure but i mean there's nothing stopping people from tweaking the base rules to set however they want i mean beyond the the kind of map section to it i mean the only kind of other big difference to playing games is we've kind of made the effort on ub when we've played to try and have maps that are a little bit more interesting like to make a little bit more sense rather than just just the kind of box standard layout but beyond that like all the rules and stuff are pretty much the same you haven't really changed anything so no quite easy to pick up yeah i mean the biggest thing is that each faction gets like a faction rule so for example for the orange ones if they win a game the next game they can just choose to go first and that's meant yeah. to represent their kind of like uh, momentum that if they're winning then they, they've got the momentum but as soon as they lose that then they just go back to being kind of like a standard art so, some of the bonuses aren't realized in game they're kind of more advantages in the the map side of yeah. distributing your your territory and stuff like that so it's kind of, it's quite varied which is good but again, like we've just came up with these, I could change them if they wanted. So yeah, so stand by for uh, more progress updates for that. Like Paul says, we'll probably be done the first season over the next couple, of them, and then at that point we'll we'll probably look to add a few people, um, maybe do a little bit more play testing, and then kind of roll it out if anyone wants to give it a go. Um, anything else anyone wants to bring up before we we wrap up the show? No. Nope. This is your this is your opportunity to say whatever you like about the hobby. <laughs> You want to have a dig at the, the sweaties? No, not at all. I love the sweaties. <laughs> You're a sweaty. You're my... Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, technically, if you've played Jordan, you oh, kind of qualify yeah, as well. You are, are a sweaty. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. If you can't beat him, join us. So true. So true. Mm-hmm. Um, Welcome, friends. Welcome. Too much. <laughs> If you want to get in contact with the podcast, you can do so on Twitter at Scottish Knightage. You can drop us an email at scottishwins at gmail.com. Paul is Space Goblin on Forum Lost Cause. Um, yes. <laughs> I am, it's true. Um, you can also grab us on Facebook. There's the Scottish Wildlands Facebook page. If you put in a request, one of the admins will add you onto that. Uh, and you'll be added to the Scottish Wildlands uh, Messenger group. The only other mention I want to fire out there before we finish up is that our good, good friends Matt Big Game Hunter Paris and Kev the Legend Stonebanks have started their own podcast. Hashtag um, It is called the Paired Weapons Podcast. You can grab that on SoundCloud. Please do go and give it a listen. They are very good guys and good laugh. Uh, I'm very sure the show is going to be a massive success when they get it off the ground. But that is it from us for this week um and we will catch you on the next one see you later guys yeah take it easy everyone stay safe we'll see you next time